all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. What are you laughing at, Pee Wee? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hey! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you all. Appreciate that. I'd like to say hello to my audience. Welcome to the show. Once again, I'd like to say thank you all for my USA. Thank you to all my USA listeners around the United States of America and also my international listeners, specifically the ones that I see on my analytics, which is United Kingdom, India, and Spain. Thank you all. And whoever, whatever international or whatever country you are from or whatever state you are from. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to Body of Christ uh, Real Talk. Please leave a comment or a thumbs up or something and let me know that you are here. Let you know that you're getting something out of this show. I will really appreciate that. You know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Falling away. The great falling away. You ever heard that term? If you are a believer, you you hear that term a lot. You hear it in your church, your your surroundings of Christendom, and uh, you hear the term, the great falling away. Basically, a lot of that term comes from uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, First Thessalonians when it talks about, you know, and for the falling away of the church. Now, before I get into that falling away, let me give you the true definition first. That many might may disagree, but this is the true definition when it comes to context. Uh, that falling away term used in First Thessalonians between 4 and 13 on down, where Paul talks about before the Antichrist come on the scene. Remember that if you are a Christian, you know what I'm talking about. Help your, the ones that's not believers that's by you, help them understand what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, he mentioned the falling away of the church. It's going to be a great falling away of the church before the Antichrist, the beast, steps on the scene. Remember that part. Before the beast, this end time ruler in the days of tribulation times, the seven year tribulation, when he steps, before he steps on the scene, there would be a great falling away of the church. Now, many traditional beliefs, including myself, used to be that belief meant, and it was taught to us that it meant the backsliding of the church or the church walking away from the faith, faith as in Christianity. That was what that was what we was taught in a lot of traditional church settings, that the falling away means backsliding, the famous backsliding concept and the falling away of the church means uh, many believers losing their faith or church people or goers losing their faith, and they, et cetera, stuff like that, you know. Now, what I want I want people to understand uh, in that context, the falling away does not mean that I don't have time to break it down. But that falling away in context, and you have uh, several ways, and I don't I don't mess around with the Greek and Hebrew deeply a lot. But when I want to make a, a simple concept or definition with the Greek, Greek words or definition can be used all kind of ways interchangeably. So you got to know how to use the right definition in the right context for what I am learning. So in this context, falling away in the, the Greek context, putting it in the right context and falling away means departure. 
falling away means departure. Now, what they mean by departure has nothing to do with the backsliding or people losing their, or Christians losing their faith. It means like a catching away or a taking away or leaving when you put it in the right context. So the correct King James definition of the falling away in context, Greek context, and that is departure, catching away. The term that we use, rapture. Now, I'm just going to be catching away. So I want to get that out there first. So if you're looking at that falling away, when I say that, the majority of the believers looking at the church falling away or losing their faith before the Antichrist walk on the scene, et cetera, et cetera, like that, you know. So, there's many misconcepts and, and errors in the Bible when it comes to certain terms, even enduring to the end. Many believers believe that's the body of Christ and it's not the body of Christ. So that's why rightly dividing the word of God is very important. It's mandatory to rightly divide God's word if you really want to understand the Bible. OK, but that's not here. why I'm here to talk about. I want to talk about I wanted to get that out there now. The reason I'm saying this, because I'm going to do a little teaching uh, based off. I wish I, I wish I had some clips, but I don't have the clips or the, uh, you know, so you can hear people speak up for themselves. But what I want to do uh, for time reasons, I want to talk about uh, the surveys that this Christian network, this Christian station is being talking about and they and they do a lot of surveys uh data surveys on uh believers losing their faith especially they put a lot of emphasis on young churchgoers or uh young people losing their faith or walking away from the church you probably hear that a lot too if you survey or you look through youtube or facebook you'll see terms on why youngsters are losing their faith and you'll see a lot of believers and a lot of curiosity lookers and believers or whatever. So let's just keep it specifically on the on believers, on the church. They have their definition why youngsters and young people are walking away from the church or walking away. They don't believe in God as much and they're walking away from the church. And there's a difference. I'm getting to that. Or they're walking away from the faith or mainly I'm going to put emphasis on the church or Christians. Why Christians are leaving the church and whatever like that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to break down that myself and why I look at it in a different way. Okay. Now it's not wrong for them to do that. We need to not a need, but I think it's a good thing to address it. So I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking these surveys, but I think it needs to be addressed in a rightly divided way. You, you understand what I'm saying? I think these things need to be addressed in a rightly divided way when it comes to terms, church, faith, and stuff like that. So people can get, the believer himself and herself can get a concept of definitions and word words used when it comes to that very important okay and a lot of uh when i look at the reviews and i read a lot of people reviews what the, why they think people mainly youngsters are leaving the church uh or leaving their faith or in something like that a lot of them talks about that falling away when the Bible talks about the falling away, you hear a lot of reviews and feedbacks, um, many feedbacks. Of, this is part of the falling away uh, the Bible talks about. Now, I know that most of them talk about First Thessalonians 4 and 13 on down to 16. They're talking about that falling away, falling away of the church. Because, first of all, uh, they think the falling away is the uh, people losing their faith men and women of God losing their faith. So because that's traditionally in that context, that's what we was taught to believe. That's what that meant. And people were still dead bone believe. Okay, let me finish. I hope you didn't hear me just holler. Yeah, you know, that I get distracted sometimes because I'm around. I do things in my uh, basement sometimes, and when I do a show, and sometimes someone might call me, and I forget I'm on my show, and I might say, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sorry about that. But I tell you, this is unedited, man. What you hear is what you get on this podcast, okay? So you ain't worried about no foul language or nothing like that, but you might hear me grunt, or you might hear me uh, answering someone that's calling me because when I'm doing this show, like I said, I just leave everything like it is. Unless it's just really grossed out or something that I have to edit. Okay, let me continue. 
the falling away. And I, I believe I left out on that. When people think about the falling away of the church, they think about the concept of the church leaving their faith or believers leaving their faith, et cetera, and stuff like that. Okay, so you got that, all right? And I just uh, explained the falling away in context, in the Greek context, real Greek context. I don't like getting into Greek has different meanings and stuff like that. I, I, I get aggravated when people try to break down everything in Greek and Hebrew. No, no, no. The God does not want it that way. Leave that alone. You know, stop it, stop it. But when it's just breaking down one concept or a misunderstanding out of the King James, and King James has many misunderstandings because the way they use certain terms, I can understand that when people say there's not, yeah, there is some misconceptions in the King James because we don't use that type of word in our language. It's a better way to say things. So the falling away should have been like the departure of the church. Okay, so let me get that out there. All right. Now, when I hear a survey about people leaving the faith, specifically targeting the youngsters. Why so many youngsters leaving the church or leaving their faith and then they give their explanation? And, you know, people uh, give their reviews on why they think uh, bully, uh, youngsters are leaving the church. They have different uh, reasons why they blame themselves or they blame this or they're Put, uh, blame it on substance or they're blaming on the churches living like the world and stuff. It's different reasons why they will come to the, the conclusion why youngsters is not strong in the faith or they're somewhat leaving the faith or the church as they call it, you know, leaving the church and stuff like that. And I understand that. But uh, then it, then you have the one I just said that they, their explanation is the falling away, the falling away of the church, you know, stuff like that or what's they call uh backsliding or whatever like that are falling away from the of faith. And I said this once before, people that goes to church, believers, mainly unbelievers that goes to church, through history always left the church. It was always that type of falling away of losing their faith. People for a thousand years loses their faith. Faith as in belief. Now, the difference between faith and belief doesn't mean you're saved. It's just you had a hunger and you once believed. That's what I want to talk about. You once believed. Once believing does not mean you are saved. You just once, once upon a time you believe in God or once upon a time you believe there was a God. Or once upon a time you came close to just following God or going to church. That's what I mean by that. So it has to be a separation with that when you put surveys out there, in my opinion, and stuff like that. So now what I want to do, and I have no proof because I never talked to none of the youngsters and I never talked to the person that's presenting these surveys. So I just like to be fair. Okay. Now you might say, Joe, why do youngsters leave the church? How come youngsters is not young people as in teens? is not interested in the church or when they go to church and then when they get older, they choose their own way to go and they leave the church or leave the faith. Now, first of all, let me uh, give you a little Jojo definition. When I, when I look at surveys, I hear people say that. When I grew up, I grew up in a church home. My grandfather, my granddaddy, we call him grandpapa and grandmama, you know, was brought up in church. They was Christians, okay? Believers. I believe they were. I believe they were. They was true believers and true Christians. Man and woman of God. They they grew up they grew up and was raised in a Pentecostal church, the holiness type of church. So there they was my grandpapa, you would say he was the old school, you know, Pentecostal hell damnation type of preacher. Remember that term? You heard of that term, the hell and damnation type of preacher. I call it the hooping and hollering when they're happy and the anger when they're mad. They bring in Old Testament scriptures and condemnations and the wrath of God and stuff like that. So he was somewhat and both of those, you know, lovable, but stern when it came to the word of God in a Pentecostal holiness fashion. So therefore, in a lot of uh, churches, white and black churches, you know, and uh, Latino churches predominantly have to go to church. See, we have to go to church. It wasn't no if, buts, wins about it. We have to go to church. So 
Now, is something wrong with that? No, because you go back to the the, uh, Israel days and Hebrew days, you know, their whole family had to participate under the law. It wasn't no exceptions. So the modern, uh, I would say, church today took that same concept and put it with the family. The family had to go to church or whatever like that. We had to believe whatever they We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin from makeup remover wipes to hydro boost water gel facial moisturizer. BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's. They believe we had to do this. We had to dress a certain way then. So when we had to, when we went to church, it wasn't. Let me speak for myself, and I'm sure my my family can speak for that too. Uh, myself and others in my family, we didn't have a desire to go to church to know God. We went because we was we was told we'd go to hell if we didn't go to church, and God is going to do this. So we was forced to go to church. You, you, go, you, you know I'm going now. We were somewhat forced to go to church, not because we wanted to. It's because we was told we need to go to church or we need to get it right or we'll go to hell. We need to dress this way. You know, the old traditional Pentecostal type of way, an old traditional Baptist type of way from white, black, and uh, Latino churches. You know, I could just speak for those three groups for now, you know, was forced to go to church. And a lot of Latinos, probably their faith is probably more into Catholic, you know, Catholicism and stuff like that. And Italians, the same thing, Catholicism and stuff like that. So I'm speaking about church, but we was forced to go to church, church as in church building. Okay. Well, many church goers go church building. So we was forced to go to church. See, now, did that mean that we were saved? No. No, we was not saved. But we have to go to church. We have to follow these rules. We have to follow these traditions and stuff like that. Now, let me just go back. The reason I'm going back that way, because you have to look at it in that way first. When a lot of people say, uh, you're looking at in, you, I look at it in a family union, unit. Mom and dad's usually from infant birth until the child get older, tell the child they need to go to church. They need to do this for whatever reason for another. Just say it's a church building and they are believers. They're true Christians. And they and they uh they tell their child they go to church and their child grow up going to church because they was made to go to church. Be honest with you, what you said and predominantly of people that was brought up in church the uh brought up in church was never they never went because they wanted to and they were seeking God. They was told we was told we need to go to church. This is what we're supposed to do in a, a real Christian family. And but my perception of God back then was God of anger. He's gonna put a whammy on me or he's gonna his wrath is gonna come down or I'm gonna go to hell if I don't go to church. So you have to look at that term why did many people go to church then, especially youngsters? Mostly, I believe, a predominantly of many believers or so-called churchgoers went to church because they was told they needed to, and it was embedded in them. And I'm going to give you another definition. You look at two sides. You look at the black church, you know, which was mixed up in different terms of Louisiana and stuff like that. You look at the black church and you look at the white church. Okay. You look at the, uh, the evilness or the sidetracking that churchism can cause. 
churchism can cause occults. What I mean by that, you look at the black church, a lot of churches in the South, they went to church, but they was also caught up in a lot of voodoo and hoodooism and stuff like that, especially deep south in Louisiana and Mississippi, stuff like that. It was a lot of wicked and crazy stuff going on in the black church as well as the white church. The white church was mixed up in the KKK. Their families was brought up in the KKK, but they went to church. It was a lot of prejudice, racist, somewhat white people back then, you know, and on the, but they went to church. And their kids was forced and taught the same type of uh, bread that they was taught when they was younger, so they went to church. Joe, where are you going with this? My point is, I'm going all the way about giving you a little history of going to church, not being saved. Going to church. That's why I put churchgoers and uh, the church, the body of Christ, separately. You must, when you're in the body of Christ, you must put it separately. Back then, I was a churchgoer. Before I got saved, I was a churchgoer. I went to church because I was told I was made to go to church. But I didn't go there to try to get closer to God. I was go there. I wanted to be out there in the world, man. And I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And I didn't get into a lot of other stuff, you know, mainly until I got in my teens, a young adult. But, you know, that was my reason of going to church back then. So today is somewhat the same. See, when kids and youngsters that went to church and you ask the question, why are they leaving their faith or why are they leaving the church? And I'm not saying this is the main reason. A lot of youngsters, I believe, if they're going to church, are leaving the church because they didn't want to be there from the get-go. They got to a certain age that they want to explore other avenues or other faiths or other beliefs. Why would they do that? The reason being because they was forced to go to church. They was forced they need to love God. They was forced and told a lot of them that they need to obey God. And that depends on your denomination as well. There's many denominations, so let me get that out there. So that's a reason. I believe that's one of the reasons why a lot of kids and youngsters don't stay in church. They didn't want to be there from the get. So once they got older, they, as they start seeing that they can do things on their own. They start hearing other different faiths or beliefs in school because you got to put school in it. There's a lot of different thought patterns and ideologies in school, even going into college. When you talk about the young people, so they, they never got to explore the outside world. So that's a, that's a big, I believe that's one of the reasons why a lot of youngsters leave the church. Okay, building. Not their faith because they never were saved. That's why they leave the building. We mustn't look at it this way as believers, you know. Okay. Another reason, in my opinion, is some of the reasons why a lot of them are saying are correct because uh, the dogma in the church, uh, they see a lot of hypocrisy in the church and stuff like that. They see this, they see that, or, you know, different reasons why a youngster will leave church. You know, the things that's not happening in their life, like they be preaching in, a, in, a, in on a pulpit, you know, God's supposed to come and save them out of this. God's supposed to save my little sister, my little brother. I'm just using different terms like the scenarios or this and that. They don't see those miracles and signs and wonders happening in their church. Now, I'm talking about mainly predominantly charismatic and Pentecostal churches now. But when you come to the Lutheran and Catholic and stuff like that, they got their own type of things. They, have, they see a lot of hypocrisy and things happening happening in the Catholic Church or whatever faith that they just, no, this can't be. If this is the church, I don't want no part of it. That's, that's another reason why a lot of youngsters leave the church building. Remember, I said they're not saved. Most of them are not saved. You know, most of them are not saved. So you have to look at it that way. When I hear surveys like that, why is uh, people leaving that? You know, if you interview Youngsters, since the uh, since the subject is only youngsters, youngsters leaving the church. When you, I would not know what they really leave the church for. What would be their answer unless I talk to them one on one? And I, I can all, all I can just almost a hundred, close to a hundred percent say, the majority of them are not saved, and I can tell them by their testimony if they claim to be Christians. I can tell them, tell by majority of people I talk to, they never was saved anyway. That's for youngsters or adults. See, they never was saved. And I'm not, I'm not saying they never had a desire for Jesus or nothing like that, but they never 
they never were saved. They never full-heartedly gave their heart to Christ in the right way to be saved or believe in what he done. They believed there was a Jesus, but they never really full-heartedly accepted what he done for them enough to want to give their life to him and make them him their Lord and Savior. You understand what I'm saying? According to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4, the gospel of salvation today. Many of them base their salvation on Old Testament salvation, ways to be saved. Many of them just say, man, I can't stop sinning, man. I, man, I keep breaking sins. I keep confessing. This is Christianity. It's hard to live, man, because I keep sinning. I keep struggling with the same thing. And I keep going every Sunday, whatever your church services are, every Sunday up to the altar. I have to, have to confess. I have to confess. And the, the pastor always talking about sin or the pastor don't talk about sin enough. So it's a lot of confusion. So without pinpointing a full definition, only God knows. I don't have the full definition why a lot of youngsters leave the church. But I bet you a lot of those things I pointed out have something to do with it. See? So when a survey <clears throat> comes out like that, and I, I mentioned this before, in order for me to know, first, the most important thing are these believers that you are surveying, are they really part of the body of Christ? Because people been leaving the church for thousands of years that was never saved. See, it was a religion to most people. Christianity is a religion to most people. They are not part of the body of Christ. That's why I believe the majority of people that call themselves Christians which is used loosely, are not part of the body of Christ. They are not part of the real church, the spiritual church, the body of Christ. They are just religious. They believe in Christian morals. They go to church faithfully more than some believers, real believers. They participate in certain things. They base their, their Christianity on their works, what they do, social, uh, cl uh, not clubs, social programs and different things, feeding the poor or whatever like that, and different things like that. They sing in a the choir. There might be deacons and stuff in church. It depends on your denomination or some type of whole, some type of position in church as secretary or assistant pastors and stuff, <coughs> stuff like that. A lot of, of traditional things that's not even in the Bible. That is man-made. So you have to look at it that way. Are they true believers or are they church goers? See? So when I hear a person say, a person say, man, I don't believe in that Christian stuff. I used to be a Christian. That's a red fact. That tells me I never was a Christian. Because you hear that, are you, man, I used to do that Christian stuff, Christian stuff, or I used to be a Christian. They have no understanding, no concept what it means to be in the body of Christ because they was never taught. They was taught traditions that they told that they was told was part of Christianity. Works, things to do, how to pray, how to do this. See? So that's how they looked at Christianity on how a person act and works. So I understand why a person said, I, man, I used to be a Christian. Man, I know that tells you right there they never was a Christian. They don't understand the four power what Jesus done to be a believer. Get your mind off the Christian thing. Joe, ooh, what do you say? Yeah. Get your mind off the Christian thing and put your mind in being part of the church, the body of Christ. Because many people and even believers that's in the body of Christ don't explain the church or being a somewhat of a Christian well enough. And a lot of us have done that. A lot of us have done that. Okay? So what I want to do on this show, I want to give the person that's not a believer, uh, I'm not going to, somewhat like, a, I, I do, I, I apologize if he was talked the wrong way. Because a lot of you can, a lot of you can relate to what I am talking about. A lot of your teaching was Christian dumb. It wasn't the way the Bible teaches, or they say that they look at scriptures or verses and they say this is what the Word of God is saying. When I grew up in the uh, spiritual wise in the Church of God in Christ, we had holiness and Pentecostal churches known for 
testimony service, which is not in the Bible either. But they'll they find the scripture to try to justify it. Testimony service. Meaning, if you grew up in a, a Church of God in Christ, Pentecostal Holiness Church, which they all uh, fall under the same type of thing, we'll get up and we'll testify what the Lord has done for us today. So even that was kind of somewhat forced. Or, man, even the ministers that look at you funny. If you ain't got no testimony, then they tell you. If you ain't got no testimony, you must be in sin. See, all that pressure on young people then, even in the Church of God in Christ that I grew up in. So we had testimony service. I thank the Lord for being here. And I'm going to give you an example. I give, enough, I give honor to God, my Lord and Savior. I thank the Lord for being here for another day. I thank the Lord for waking me up this morning, see another day. Even today, when I pray, I got a habit of saying that sometimes because traditional dogma is hard to get rid of. And I have to catch myself <laughs> because of the old traditional way of testifying testimonies and stuff like that, you know. I thank the Lord for waking me up this morning or some of them might have an elaborate story how God brought them through something and they get the hollering and the shouting, everybody get the amen. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions and yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors. Built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother and even son can enjoy. Eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each you'll buy it once and they'll use it for life how's that for the perfect gift celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches hensonshaving.com holiday don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy dermatologists recommended neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin from makeup remover wipes to hydro boost water gel facial moisturizer BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. I tell you God's work and youngsters see that stuff. Most of them think it's crazy. Then they start speaking in these uh, not tongues because I've done a teaching on tongues. What tongues is? It's not, it's not different languages. It's just crazy. Uh, glossolalia or gibberish. They're talking. And the youngsters looking at that in a Pentecostal church, man, they don't want no part of that because it looks scary. So it's different. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about the era I was brought up in, the Church of God in Christ, holding this Pentecostal church. I didn't want no part of that. It was scary to me because I couldn't. I couldn't stand up with that. I couldn't see myself being that. I thought the Holy Spirit was so scary that these things he's doing, these people, they running around tearing up chairs and slobbing at the mouth and all this stuff and everything. Man, that was too much for me, man. Holy Spirit seemed not somewhat evil, but it was just too much for me to handle. And I already had my mental struggles already, man. I didn't want none of that. See, but that's my upbringing. My upbringing. So I was very confused about this God and Jesus thing growing up. I felt I always felt there was a difference between God. I felt God was hard and mean and Jesus was nice and lovable because that's the way the teaching came out of the church. Well, anyway, I don't want to get off subject, but uh, now you might say, Joe, there's no you and you're not giving an answer why youngsters are leaving the church. There, yeah, I, I'm giving you an answer. The answer is, first of all, you must understand what is the church. The church is the body of Christ. Believers, saved people that believe what Jesus done on the cross, His death, burial, resurrection. See, the church is the body of Christ. So when a certain when a survey come out that youngsters are leaving the church or losing their faith, the majority of the time their faith is their faith in church, their faith in God. They didn't never gave their life to them. They're just using their faith in church of what they was taught in their church. You follow what I'm saying? And I, I can almost someone guarantee that if I even talk to a lot of youngsters, why they don't go to church no more? They don't think about the church as the body. They think about the church as a building and they was disappointed or they never wanted to go there anyway or they sat, they found something more, they had more passion for some other religion or they just planned on never believed in God, you know, because of their parents. There's different reasons. You don't have a pinpoint reason, but I, but I can tell you this it has nothing to do with them being a Christian. Now, 
we got that group out of the way. Now, what about the ones that are Christians that really gave their life to Christ? Because you have that remnant out there that really gave their life to Christ. They're really saved. Now, are you talking about them? When you say leaving the faith or leaving the church, because they should understand assurance of salvation. But at the same time, it also depends what church they was in. And they're confused. What do you mean by that, Joe? Now, if they was in a Pentecostal church, a holiness, holiness church, most Baptists understand this now, you know, a charismatic church, uh, a lot of Catholic churches, a lot of Lutheran churches, they don't believe their teaching, don't believe in assurance of salvation. They believe you can lose your salvation. Most of those churches believe that you can lose your salvation because of your sin. See, because of lack of ignorance and understanding, that's the way they was taught. So if, if a youngster was brought up in a church like that, that really was saved, if they was truly saved, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. If they was truly a Christian and truly a believer, truly saved, and they left the church, and they was told year after year that they lost their salvation, they give up and they thought they lost their salvation. So they say, well, I used to be a Christian, but I lost my salvation. Without understanding you know, once you are saved, you are assured of your salvation. And they cannot accept that because it, it sounds foreign to them because they was always taught that they would lose their salvation. If they leave my church, mom and dad church, you're going to lose your salvation. If you keep sinning this, if you keep living in this way, if you keep struggling this way, if you keep doing those things, if you smoke cigarettes, if you're drinking, you're going to use sinning. And they got fed up. They just, I can't do this no more. I lost my salvation. They think they're going to hell and they're confused. So if they're going to hell, a lot of them might be thinking, man, I might as well go out the right way, man. I just go out and just start doing anything because they believe they lost their salvation. It's a roller coaster. So you know what I'm saying? It depends what type of traditional teaching you was brought up. That's the danger of denominations, man. And you have real Christian young people that really are believers that leave the church building. Because a lot of them think they lost their salvation because that's what they was taught. Unless they do their research themselves and they hear a message like I'm talking about, man, you still saved. A lot of them will be re relieved and a lot of them will be, man, I can't believe that, man. I was told this, man, because that traditional spirit, I like to call it, is in their mind. They can't get it out. So it's different reasons. The ones that somewhat these surveys, I believe, that's leaving the church out there Christians. Not only God knows the four, four reasons if they're Christians or not, but I'm going to just put my foot out, not my foot, but I'm going to just stand out and just say, no, I don't believe the majority of them was not Christians. They just was churchgoers. Some forced to go to church or some was told they just felt they couldn't put up with the, the, uh, the rules and regulations of denominational type of churches whatever denominational type of church there was so they just left that church or they're looking for something else they might be looking for a Joel Osteen type of church they might be looking for Andy Stanley type of church or Kevin Feudy type of church or even a TDJ's type of church or those type of you know, come as you are churches and everything and don't preach a lot of sin. They might be finding those type of churches. And these are Christians. So they'll never grow stronger in their faith. See? But if you're talking about leaving the church, period, most of them was talking about church beliefs and church church morals. What their, their definition of being a Christian or a believer is based on why they leave the church. They look at God the way God is taught in church. Okay, what do you mean by that, Joe? Some churches teach signs, wonders, and miracles. Some churches teach prosperity message. You know, you give this, you give this. Some, some churches don't preach sin at all. They teach the God of love, 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 but no condemnation, no wrath, and anything like that. It's just God of love. God will not do that. You have a lot of universal churches that believe everybody's going to heaven. So that's why I'm very careful. I'm specific on what denom I don't know that. What churches are you surveying? So a lot of the surveyors putting a Catholic church in this, and you know a lot of Catholics are not saved. They're not truly saved. They're not. They're not Christian. They're not believers. Let me put it that way. 
they were calling themselves Christians because of the term Christians. You know, that term and commentary were Acts 11 under the ministry of Paul. It was a bad derogative name. There was no Christians in the four Gospels. No, that name was not used. Christians just means somewhat Christ-like. It was a negative uh, derogatory name, nothing good. So Christian is used loosely. Some people just believe Christians was all through the Bible, through the Old Testament, which is not. No, that term Christians is not, was never really used only a few times in the Bible. King James Bible, the term Christian. So it's a lot of reason. First of all, youngsters and a lot of adults are confused on Christian and what it means to be a Christian. If you want to put a definition on the term Christian. They don't know the difference too much of being a Christian and the body of Christ. See, they mix the body of Christ up with the kingdom. So it's a lot of confusion. See, they mix work with faith. Faith along with the works only. They, 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 it's a lot of confusion. So I can see why a lot of youngsters walk away from church dogma. They're not walking away from being a believer because a lot of them never was a believer anyway. Now, I hope you understand what I'm going with this when you do surveys, because some Christians or so-called Christians. So, but for fairness, just say the the ones that's giving these surveys from CBN or even a 700 Club or anything like that, you got to be careful giving these surveys. When they say the church, they're looking at all faiths, Catholic Church and Lutherans and all those. And a lot of those churches are not believers when they promote so much outside worldly stuff. They are not believers. They are just church goers. They are just religious. They are just Christian in name only. Not spiritual, they're Christian. So when it says the church, that's the thing I look at. Okay, they saying church building, so he's putting every denomination in as a church while they're living in church. No, the majority of them are not part of the body of Christ. That's been happening for years and years and years. People leave in church buildings or church teachings or religiosity. That's nothing new. When we say they're leaving their faith, what faith? They can have faith of what God is or who Jesus was. Does not mean they are believers. Does not mean that they are part of the body of Christ. You understand what I'm saying? Listen closely to what I'm saying. Everybody that's around you that claims to be a Christian are not a believer, a, a part of the church. They know the concept. Because the minute you question them, some of them will be defensive. Some of them will look at you nonchalant. Some of them can't understand why. And a majority of the time, they'll give you their definition why they are a Christian. Now, if I'm asking somebody, and I just say, <clears throat> what makes you a Christian? Why do you believe you're a Christian? And a lot of them will come with a lot of Christian concepts or beliefs. They might say they got baptized in water. They do this. They've done this. They feed the poor. They treat people right and everything. God is good. That's red flags. And it tells me they're not saved. So I have a chance to really talk to them about how to be saved. Some will accept. Most will not. So I break it down and I concentrate on the ones that's willing to listen. If I got a hundred, keep numbers even, if I got a hundred youngsters and I ask them a question about their, what they like to say, their faith or their belief, uh, and they call themselves Christians, and I break it down and I ask them why, the majority of them, probably 90% of them, or even higher, will say works or something they've done or blah, 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 blah. Okay. I really... So out of that 100, I ask them, or I try to explain to them. Okay, then you got another group that believes in losing their salvation. They believe, I used to be a Christian, but I don't live right no more, blah, blah, blah. So, um, you know, they back and forth like a yo-yo about losing their salvation. So, you know, you got a group. But if I come with a message of rightly dividing, explaining Jesus to them or what happened on the cross and stuff like that, Will that same hundred be in there? No, I probably wind up with twenty. I'm just keeping even numbers. 
see, because their tradition is, they have more faith in their tradition than what the word of God is saying, and they don't even know that. Satan's master plan. Satan's master plan. So what I want to do, I want to concentrate on the ones that's willing to listen, and it just might only be broken down to five or ten that's willing to know the truth because they just straight out gave up on Christendom. And they just cannot accept. They, well, they don't want to hear nothing about their sins has already been forgiven. They can't accept that. So I just try to concentrate on the ones that's there that I can really talk to. See, remember, something I don't forget, and you must not forget as being a believer, the Holy Spirit is the one that can only bring them. You and I cannot make them. It's the Holy Spirit. See, but the Holy Spirit don't even make them. So the ones that stand that's willing to listen are more open with the guidance of the Holy Spirit to be witness to with the correct, rightly divided gospel of salvation. See, don't try to get them with books or uh, how many of Paul's books you need to read. Or no, no, no. Tell them about what happened on the cross. Because you might lose them. You might not see them no more. So you have to tell them that. But you never force it. And now I'm talking about this doing them down to the ones that want to listen. The other 90 is gone. There's only 10 left. I'm just using this as a fictional uh, example, okay? So to answer that question, when you hear surveys like that, as a believer, you must look at that. And many, many really believers understand this, you know. What church is you talking about? You talking about the body of Christ? Because a true believer is the church. Listen closely. A true believer that believe of what Jesus done on the cross is we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday death burial resurrection according to first corinthians 15 1 and 4 and there's other verses that uh gives you the concept of that but that's the gospel that's the gospel way today to be saved many people will try to say man find me more no i don't need to find more god can tell you how much do you need before you believe that's why it's an issue in a lot of church groups and stuff now they try to they debate God's word against his own word. They debate the body of Christ, the gospel by the grace of God compared to the kingdom program, all the way to the wilderness church, verse after verse, because of their unbelief. They don't want to accept it, even when they see it, because they have a subjective type of mind already. I don't deal with people like that. I, I don't got time for foolishness. You're a denominational, subjective type of person, so I don't have time to go back and forth because you not you don't want to hear what I got to say. You just want me to hear you. So I don't have time for that, okay? Me, myself, I don't. I take my hats out to the ones that go out there and they debate different faiths and stuff like that. God did not call us to do that, but I don't knock them for doing that. You know, they spend they spend the majority of their podcast of who's not a Christian or this person said this or this person going against this. I don't I don't spend my time. Now, I want people to be saved. I just want them to hear the word of God rightly divided. I want them to understand certain concepts. What's the real meaning? Now, I don't know everything, but when you understand the body of Christ, the church, the new creature, the cross, you cannot get bamboozled by all this other stuff when you understand those basic concepts of Christianity or what you call it, or believers today under grace. Since over a few thousand years ago, we've been under grace, the teachings of the Apostle Paul. Faith alone. Our sins have already been forgiven 2,000 years ago. But the majority of churches teach that you must be saved for your sins to be forgiven. And then they make it even worse because they say every time you sin, you got to keep confessing it. So there's a lot of confusion why a lot of 
people say, youngsters say, the unsaved leave the church building, the church traditions and religion. I'm going to go with this. When you hear, listen carefully, when you hear a, 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 a very sincere believer on CBN, Christian Broadcasting Network, or any Christian network, or any YouTuber saying why people, if they don't understand it, why many youngsters are leaving the church, always remember the church is the body of Christ. Always remember when they say the church, majority of the time they talk about church buildings, church gatherings. They don't go to church no more. Because they made a survey, I almost forgot they made a survey of how many percentage of people don't go to church no more. Now, they saying bad. I'm saying, hooray, this was messing you up anyway, the church buildings. <clears throat> so that's kind of a hooray for me. That means they're more, now, not in a way because they're going to find something else. It just means a, a group of them that's in that group that don't go to church no more are forming their own group together or whatever, or searching, or some of them just never was saved, and they're just going to other different beliefs. So even that percentage, how many people don't attend church no more? They're not talking about the body of Christ, the true church. They're talking about church buildings. That's always happened. That's nothing new. People always fell, fall, was falling away from churchism. You can't fall away and that turn from the body of Christ because you are sure to your salvation. You're talking about going to a church building. That's always going to be a falling away in that. The church always through years been dwindling. You don't get the crowds in the church building. That don't mean they're believers. They just don't go to churchism no more. You follow what I'm saying? Once you get the concept of who the church is, the body of Christ, and the only way I would know that if I, if I hear your testimony that you are part of the body of Christ. Always remember, that's the true church. Every church that's in the world today is not the church. They're church building. Man-made church. Man gave these buildings the name church. Not the Bible. Always remember that. I don't care what church you are was embedded in. That's not the church. That's just a church building. That's just a gathering where people meet at. You have ministers that understand that a lot of ministers understand that the church is the body of Christ, but they still they still use that building as the church name. And still people are still confused because they don't teach enough. According to what I'm hearing, they don't teach enough of the church being the body of Christ. They put more emphasis on the church building about, you know, maintenance, about keeping the church going, about paying tithes and stuff like that. You know, we need to keep up our church funds, general funds. You got all those names in those books, church books. You know, the pastoral funds, the general funds for the church. They're talking about the building. So people in their head, when they think about church, what comes to their head first, majority of the people? The church building, not the body of Christ. So that's why I question the surveys. And I think I'm correct. I don't have no doubt. I think I'm correct. I question those surveys because it's a lot of somewhat faiths out there. Now, people put a lot of faiths together. They put uh, Catholicism type of faith. That's not of God. They put uh, Judaism. they under the law. That's not of God today. You have different type of uh, faiths. Boom. I'm not excluding the Muslim faith and everything like that. You have different type of groups that call themselves believers. See? And they all you usually call their gathering a church. The Messianic church, this type of church, this type, it's all about a belief system that man made themselves. They took something from the Bible and they made, made man, they called it the church. That's the issue. People leave these type of churches every day. People leave the Pentecostal church. People leave the Calvinist church. Okay. People leave the universal church. People leave the Baptist church. You have so many different names for Baptist, Southern Baptist, Missionary Baptist, E Baptist, all type of Baptist. People leave those every day. See? Church buildings, church religion, Christendom. 
not the body of Christ. Because the body of Christ cannot leave the church. They're sealed with the Holy Spirit. We are assured salvation. We cannot leave our faith because we're part of the body of Christ. There's no doors to just walk in and out. Once you are in there, you are in there. If you acting up or just living a certain way, you never was a believer anyway. It's beyond you struggling with something. If you still live in the same way, the majority of the time you never was a believer anyway. Because when you got the Holy Spirit sealed in you, it's going to be some type of correction. Not a forceful one. Some type of correction. Now, a lot of us struggle with different many things. Alcohol, pornography, sex, different things. Believers, yes. But they always wind up somewhat or another back in that mode unless they really just get out of the way. And sometimes they die being a believer. They do get less rewards, but they die being a believer. God is going to always condemn sin. He might, he's not charging you for it, but he's, you're going to always be condemned by sin, by what sins done do, do to you spiritually and physically. So you can die an alcoholic being a believer and still go to heaven, but you will go to heaven very miserable. You see what I'm saying? That does not give you a license to sin. Any true believer that's part of the body of Christ, listen to me carefully. Any true believer that's part of the body of Christ just don't go purposely knowing that I'm going to live the way I want to live and be saved at the same time. You ain't saved. You're not a believer. You're not a believer. You can't say I'm going to continue to live this lifestyle. I'm going to take this lifestyle with me because all I got to do is believe what Jesus doesn't go to heaven. No, you're not. No, you're not. Man, this is a heart thing. This is a belief thing. Accepting Christ as Lord and Savior by believing what he done comes with a change. You ain't being saved because you just want to keep your lifestyle. You want to be saved because you want to get out of it. That's a true person that want to be saved. They don't want to stay the same because they know what they're doing is wrong. Because your soul and your conscience tell you you are wrong. I don't care how much you try to justify your lifestyle. Your conscience is going to tell you you're wrong because immoralness can always convict you. Unless you just lost your mind. But I'm talking about a person, you know, that's why you you can hear some some stories of people that used to do the most illicit sex, even transgenderism and homosexuality. They, they, tell, they don't tell people about the struggles they went through in their head because it's against the morals of, of what a person's supposed to be. See, that's why you can't take no homosexuality lifestyle to heaven because you believe Jesus died on the cross for your sins. No, you can't. No, you can't. You think God is a fool? You think God is stupid? You don't think he know what's the, you want to keep your lifestyle, but you want to be saved. No, it don't work like that. You might say, I can never. Yes, you can. You can slow that down. You got to really want to. Now, you might not be com completely clear, but you take, you make an effort. That's a true person with a real, real change of mind of heart. Repetitive change of mind of heart. See? So when a person says this person can still go to heaven and all they have to believe, that's a universal teaching. No, you're not. It's a heart thing, man. And it has nothing to do with your sin. Actions, okay? It had to do with your true belief, general belief. A real person that's generally coming with a contrary heart to God ain't going to want to take that, think he can take that mess or her mess to heaven with them. Because they know they're going to get convicted. That's part of nature. That they know. I don't care they try to fool somebody else that this is a normal, this is a new way, this is the woke way. Man, they they, they inner being, because you, you ever heard the term ignoring your own conscience? That's what they do, they ignore their own conscience. That's why they act like they act. They know this weird and not they know this immoral what they do. That's why they fight so much against it. They are controlled by the enemy. Okay? Just remember that. Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. I'm going to get some more, get get into this much more on the next few podcasts. I'm going to get away from the worldly news for now because people need to be saved. They need to understand these concepts of church. Okay? The concept of sin. The consequences of sin. 
Stop being confused about being forgiven of your sins. It's a license to sin. That's far from the truth because God forgave you of your sins don't mean you're open and you can start sinning and living that any type of way you want. You're still going to hell. And I'm going to get into all that. Even though he forgave you, you can still go to hell. So don't believe nobody when they say, you know, that's giving you a license to sin. No, it's not. That should give you a license not to sin. Because even though you're forgiven, you still can go to hell. And I'm going to start off with that the next time I get into this, okay? This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ. Real talk. I got some controversial, hot stuff to talk about and get off my chest. Because us as believers and the body of Christ, we need to do better, better with our witness. And I was explaining to these lost young people out here, okay? You're not going to be able to win the majority of them to Christ. And I'm going to say something go with this. Some people just plain out mean and evil. They're never going to come to Christ. They're sold out, okay? Concentrate on the ones that's willing to listen, not everybody else. Not everybody. You know you can lose your life telling somebody about Jesus, how much they hate Jesus. People, you can lose your life doing that. So you need to use wisdom. You can't witness, just go out to witness to everybody. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Stop leaving the Holy Spirit. Stop running in front of him trying to be the Superman, the super Christian. You can't lose your life or you get embarrassed. And you might want to walk away from the faith. <laughs> Let the Holy Spirit guide you, okay? I'm going to get into a lot of that stuff, okay? Stop being this so-called, trying to be this so-called super Christian, okay? God bless you all, body of Christ, real talk. I got to go right now. I got to take care of some business. Bitten, turn bitten, but I will be getting resuming back into this important topic, at least I think it is, of the falling away. Why are a lot of young people leaving the church? Okay. God bless you all. Love you all. Peace out. Left out, Pee Wee. <laughs> God bless you all. Love you all. Bye bye. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.